Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. I uh, forgot to adjust the volumes on that new music, so I fucked it up. Hi, everybody. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to the show. We are live here on Yes, Have Some on YouTube. Uh, we, we decided, you know, we wanted to go ahead and get these thoughts, opinions, and feelings about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, out into the open, into the world. By the way, horrible name for a movie. We're going to get into it. Uh, it's like the name of the last movie, plus a little bit. <laughs> they keep adding stuff. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, plus this, and add that. Bill Murray's here. Um, we hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us live if you're here. Thank you for being a subscriber to Yes, Have Some. If you are listening and watching after the fact, as I mentioned at the top, my name is Craig Goldberg, and joining me as always are my wonderful co-hosts all the way from, well, you know what? You're not that far away, and guess what? I'm going to be seeing you pretty soon. We got a big birthday weekend coming up. I'm very excited. <laughs> The birthday boy's here. Jacob Walsh, what's up, man? <laughs> the birthday boy? Hey. You. You're the um, birthday boy. Hey, was that that was new music at the intro? I'm uh you, I'm kind of thrown off by that. Um, not sure how I felt about it. We'll workshop it. That's we'll what I'm saying. I don't it. like change. I know I like the way it looked. I like the way it looked. That music hit, and I was like, I don't know this. <laughs> I, I it, like Damn. put me in like a glitchy mood or something. You guys glitched out. I just Glitch. needed Eject. something for the live stream today. It but- looks great. Yeah, well, I had a great time looking at it. Good. Uh, but uh, as I mentioned, uh, 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 the 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 time has come for Jacob. He's Abby. He's Hi. he's gone another year around the sun. Sure. What are we going to do I'm about that? Say hello now. Okay. Well, so I'm still talking about Jay. I was going to ask you how you felt about his birthday, but you want to say hi. I wanted to say Let hi. Say okay. Let, Let me say, say hi to the chat. God, if this is live. Yeah. Uh, say hi to the to chat. Everyone at six o'clock on a Saturday for the early bird special. Um, that's what I wanted to say. Tired of all that late stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Why go out late? You know, you should you should get the uh get the coupons out and get the free bread. Um, (laughs) and get that get that uh thirteen dollar meal deal. There you go. Mm -hmm. Oh, Abby, good. Doesn't it? I love a good size one meat and either a tea or a coffee. (laughs) You've got this figured out. Yeah, I already do. Um, Abby, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for um the hello and Jake. Happy birthday. Yeah, early to you, man. You know, thank you. Yeah, it's a big, it's like a holiday for all of us. Yeah, I mean, literally, as the MCU kicks off phase five, we celebrate. I think we celebrate. I don't know what we're going to (laughs) do. I feel so strange right now about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that's primarily why we're here tonight. Uh, We hope you guys uh, have enjoyed the content that we've been uh, providing here in the world of Yes Have Some. Obviously, last week, we had the Jeffries, the big uh, toy and action figure awards on the Toy Anxiety channel. Uh, The response has been great. We'll get in, and Abby's holding a Jeffrey right now. Wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing. It's rare. Um, very it's rare. very rare. Uh, we'll, we'll be getting into all of that kind of next week uh, on Toy Anxiety. But we really, you know, we saw Ant-Man this week. It's always a big deal when a new MCU movie comes out, especially now that they're kicking off Phase 5 or... or as me and Jacob have been talking about, thank God phase four is over. What a slog. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Welcome so the finger of God. <laughs> The figure, the F5, the phase five. I like that. I like that. Um, So uh, before we get into the movie, though, I kind of wanted to ask everybody, Jacob. Yeah. What? Where are you right now going into this week with the MCU? Like, what what was your anticipation level with Ant-Man? How are you feeling in general? We've all been together with the MCU since 2008. So this is like a long relationship and there's been ups and downs. 
there's been some uh some misgivings yeah um uh, what, what's going on um mcu yeah i'm breaking up with you <gasps> um it's i think it's been not great for a, since uh, infinity war or since uh, endgame okay and um I think it's probably really, really hard to do a big buildup like they did to end game, pull off end game. And it, I can't fault them for having a hard time kind of picking it back up after that. But it's been, for me, it's been way more misses than hits. And I'm getting a fatigue of just like mediocre superhero movie after mediocre superhero movie. And I, I, I'm starting to, side with uh <laughs> what, what what's his name i'm starting to jump over onto the the boat of the real filmmakers and i'm oh, like Martin oh, Scorsese? Oh, yeah i'm starting <laughs> to watch more mart and uh, watch irishman <laughs> yeah and um no it's just it, it is like becoming an issue not just in the quality but it is an issue as far as like how much of the uh, space they take up at movie theaters. And it's like, oh, and they, it really is pushing out um, a lot of really great stuff. So I was hoping Ant-Man would kind of pull me out of that and be like, okay, this is them kind of jumping back into, you know, phase four seemed a lot of like, uh, like space filler to get back. You, you can't jump right into the big bad again. We just had Thanos. So, Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave it a lot of slack, but I was, so I was hoping Ant-Man would kind of pull me back in, but, um, it did the opposite. Okay. That's right where off. I'm at. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. I mean, that's good context for this conversation. Abigail. Yeah. I would say that I'm not quite like texting saying it's over. I'm not quite there. I'm like just thinking through some of the, the things that have happened with Marvel that have made me raise an eyebrow. Like, um moon Knight was i think the first show that i didn't finish um i was like tracing this back honestly when i was laying down this morning i was like where did (laughs) where did it go wrong like (laughs) when did this behavior start with marvel um when did they start being kind of shady and stop being there for me you start seeing the red flags and you're like it was so obvious you made it all the hey you made it all the way to moon Knight. that's impressive because (laughs) i was out i know you were yeah Yeah, i stuck it out i stuck it out for moon Knight. um i really was had high hopes for um miss marvel um but that was another one that was like just kind of it just missed the mark for me yeah um so yeah with the tv installments recently from marvel i was like had pretty like tempered expectations about this. Um, the last two Ant-Man movies, I've found Ant-Man to be enjoyable, enjoyable. Paul Rudd's obviously like Ghostbusters icon at this point. We love him. Um, I like that in our world. Yeah. Like no, literally nobody else in the world would say that, but like, I don't what, think anyone else knows. What do you think about Paul Rudd Ghostbusters icon? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Groob. Mr. Groob. This, this uh, thing you're showing has blade before quantum mania. Oh shit! This it also is- has Fantastic Four coming out this year. This is like some old ass Phase Four. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah. This is like the fan made Phase Four. Okay, I'll. Uh- we need Lawrence here to. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence. Um. Hope you guys are having a good time in the chat. I'll find the actual Phase Four listing. That was like an old. Uh, I mean, you know, in defense of what I just shared, you don't have to. It might upset us. They actually. did announce Blade and Fantastic Four. Some I remember it was during Comic Con, like during the pandemic. Like it was years ago. It felt like at this point. <laughs> um, so Abby, that's interesting though. Like I feel like for me, 
um phase four definitely had its had its ups and downs right like you know for for some of the stuff that i really enjoyed um i'm trying to even figure out what that was i i liked black widow i liked shang chi uh i liked she hulk did not enjoy moon knight really did not like miss marvel was unbelievable we talked about thor love and thunder really let down by that movie it did not even feel like Taika Waititi. That was not the follow-up to Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I was I was hoping for Multiverse of Madness. I've only had I've only seen it once, but I did enjoy that movie. I thought the second Doctor Strange was pretty good. There was some fun stuff in there, but what the confusing thing for me is as the the Marvel Cinematic Universe has expanded and we're now in this full like you know when it started off it was this grounded you know you start off with iron man and then we have captain america thor and it gets a little bit more fantastical as you go um i now am at a point where we're watching this multiversal story unfold and my my biggest takeaway as i watched ant-man was that this feels like it should be very important, right? If the if if the entire Phase Five is leading up to the Kang Dynasty movie, and we've got all these announcements, all these new Avengers movies, and everything else, the gravitas, the importance of what I'm watching on screen, it did not feel like they delivered. You know, I want them to show me how important this is, and not have Michelle Pfeiffer explain to me how important this is. There was is. a lot of telling and not as much showing because I think I agree with you on like um, <clears throat> some of the Marvel uh, Phase 4 installments. I wanted to hit on and say Shang-Chi is like a very imaginative and original story. That would be probably my favorite from like that entire period. Um, uh, thinking about how unique the world that they go to in that movie is and how like different and upsetting and funny and startling and charming the characters are there. This is such a rehash. I'm talking about the quantum mania. It, it felt like an, uh, the, the opposite of unique when it came to the multiverse that they were in, like the design of things, the amount of punchiness of the characters and the jokes felt like we're just like at the end of the night, trying to pump something out here. And it's, it's just, not it just doesn't have the flavor it definitely felt like the the marvel you know two hour hit all the points that you need to point uh or hit in order to move the story to the next chapter and jacob like for i guess we could just start getting into it for me quantum mania like i kind of was under this impression three or four months ago like we're not going to elevate ant-man in in this new chapter in, in the mcu to uh, it's going to feel more important. This is going to feel like more on that level of Guardians of the Galaxy, more on that level of Thor Ragnarok, you know, even more like Infinity War because it felt like, oh, the stakes are high. We're going to get that real version of Kang. And like 45 minutes into this movie, I was like, what? What? It? What exactly am I watching? Jacob, was that your? <laughs> was was that your experience as well? My experience is what was that? It felt like I was watching an Asylum version of Ragnarok. <laughs> It felt it felt like they were like, oh shit, let's take Ragnarok and just rewrite it. And it because it was like we're in a weird new place. Here's a bunch of new quirky, fun looking characters that you're supposed to. Hey, here's another like warrior woman that's gonna be cool. Here's uh, you know Bill Murray instead of um, Jeff Goldblum. It just felt so much like they were like do Ragnar make Ragnarok again, but make it with Ant Man, right? And um. None of the jokes land ever. Um, it's 
weird. I don't care about any of these characters. I feel like Bill Murray is completely wasted in the MCU. And uh, Modoc, who could have been such an awesome, off-the-wall villain, is a joke this entire film. And uh, he even, like, dies on a really bad joke. It was weird. And and as far as, like, trying to set up Kang, saying, like, oh, you know, this is the movie where Kang is going to be... Kang sucks in this. Like... And it's not the acting that sucks, but it's like Kang is never scary. I'm never, he's never intimidating. He's fighting, he's fighting Ant-Man. Who's like a C tier Avenger and getting his ass kicked. And then he dies in the end. Is is the thing that they're doing with Kang is just like, Oh, he's going to die every time, but there's a new Kang to come in. And I'm like, I don't care about that. If it's just, if Kang's going to die the two times we've gotten Kang, he's dead. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand what the plan is here. Yeah. Um, I do want to say when I was on the phone with Jacob last night, he said Ant-Man was a D level, um, Avengers, so he's upgraded him to C overnight, which is pretty pretty exciting. <laughs> Good for C D whatever, like barely passable. Right? Here's yeah. the thing. I I mean, listen, we this goes without saying. I love Paul Rudd. I think it's pr- his his performance. Scott Lang, you know, none of this is on the actors. I don't think. Right. Scott this is no. I don't. I don't think so at all. It's a little bit on. It's a little. It's a little bit on Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. The presentation here is what really bothers me. So when we talk about the quantum realm here, all right, let's get into this. Um, it, we're all fans of the show Lost. Spoilers coming. Remember in Lost, in the last season of Lost, where they did Across the Sea, right, where you finally learned about the backstory of the island, the battle of good and evil, and Jacob versus the man in black, and all that shit that happened 20 years ago that I still talk about every day. Mm-hmm. They gave it to us in 45 minutes. And I was like, you just undersold the importance of this entire thing because we've been wondering forever, what is the deal with this island? What is the backstory here? You didn't let it breathe. You didn't let it be a a long drawn out story with all these, you know, important beats. And this is kind of how I feel about the quantum realm. Like we, we know about the quantum realm. Like we know, uh, that, uh, uh, you know, What's Michelle Pfeiffer's character's name? I don't even know. Hank Pym's wife. Sorry, I should I should know her name. I'm sorry. I'll find out in a second. We know she was there for a long time. We know Scott Lang was there uh, during the you know during the blip and all of that, but we don't know a lot about it. And the the story they're introducing is that this is a mysterious place and it is unknown. And there's an entire society of different creatures, and it's almost like this parallel universe under our like those story beats are interesting in themselves, but not when it's just told to you and it's like, well, let me tell you about the quantum realm. There's actually all this stuff going on and Kang's here and like, he is an oppressive leader and all of the, and I was just like, you're right. It is like, okay, a little bit of Ragnarok's in there. There's a little bit of guardians of the galaxy, a little bit of Ant-Man, but it's such a, like, it's such a little teeny sprinkling of all of these little ingredients. And it's to me missing all of the heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And, I'm a huge fan of the MCU. This is not a, the, the, we're not a channel that's like, this is not because, you know, Disney went woke or something like that. This is not the, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. Um, it just feels like they churned out 
a very run of the mill version. And I think there's a good, there's somebody said in the chat earlier, give me a Disney plus show about Kang's rise in the quantum realm. That's the show I want to see. Give me eight episodes on that and eight less episodes of some of the other stuff that they've been doing. Um, Abby, do you have anything to say to yeah, that? Like the, when it comes to the I'm art of up here. storytelling and <laughs> setting a foundation, like you, that you have to set the foundation slowly and um, going too fast and come, having it come out of a character's mouth to say like, oh, when I was back here, this and this and this happened. It's like, it gave me so many um, flashbacks to Star Wars prequels. Honestly, like watching. But not in a good way? Not in a good way. In oh. the way of like, okay, um, I'm hearing a bunch of information right now and I'm kind of tuning out. Um, I mean, I could hit on the other notes. It feels like the uh, Phantom Menace because none of it's shot like in reality. It's all like green screen acting off of other things. And it, for that, it feels impersonal and not human to me, uh, which is you were talking about it not having heart. and. If it doesn't have that, it just, it feels, God, it, it's like a, remi it's reminiscent. It's like, a, um, it's like school pizza. It's not actual pizza. It's kind of close to it. <laughs> it's almost You get pizza. it when it's hot, like in the beginning of the movie, you're like, oh, this is pizza. And then like, as it cools down, you're like, this is not pizza. This is just <laughs> bread and yeah. like the slightest amount of uh, ketchup maybe with some cheese. So yeah, that was kind of how I felt like tearing into the movie. It was uh, lackluster and um, kind of directionless. And also, can I just mention one of the things that I think was one of the biggest detractors was that uh, uh, Ant-Man's daughter was recast and it felt was, it was like, oh, we're just supposed to be rolling along with this yeah. new character. And Cassie Lang, Catherine Lang, Newton, yeah. not great in this mm -hmm. movie. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying I could do better. I'm no actor, mm -hmm. but did not enjoy. Uh, it felt very like, Hey, maybe she's got another take in her, guys. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> yeah. Just let her try it again. Let's just do another one. Mm -hmm. We're all here. We're all here on the volume. You know, we're not losing <laughs> daylight. We'll just create some more. Yeah, I'm not dogging on her, but like the fact that the actress who played uh the daughter in um Endgame. Yeah. So we all kind of bonded. she was good yeah, connected exactly. with her that's like memorable and apparently that actress did not know she was being recast and found out online that's not yeah. nice yeah come on marvel um although jacob i feel like you'd make that'd kind of be a fun job to be the guy to like tweet out <laughs> tweet out bad news yeah, tweet yeah. you're fired by uh, <laughs> your replacement you're fired um okay so we're kicking off phase five we're we're, we're introducing this new concept of of king and I think, and I want you guys to talk about this to, to your heart's desire, but uh, yeah, and so Dave's dimension, it's better than Eternals. I don't know. I think Eternals is the worst of the Eternals, Yeah, Eternals is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I would choose to watch this again over Eternals. Sure. sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I haven't done my ranking. I'd watch, I'd watch this again over a few. I'm not saying that it's the worst thing I've ever seen, but it ain't good. It's middle of the road, bottom middle. Yeah. Bottom middle tiles, where I put it. <laughs> I I wonder. Uh, I know you got Bill Murray up on the screen, which makes me think you want to talk about Bill Murray. But I just um, wanted a picture of Bill Murray to look at. Okay. We can talk about whatever you want. Uh, you have to think about where the MCU started. Okay, let's think um, about it. So John Favreau and yeah. Iron Man, and 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 back then, they, 
you know, they made Iron Man not just because they were like, let's get the MCU going. Like they weren't sure there was going to be an, like, you know, they wanted it to be, but they weren't sure. And uh, John Favreau, like his job was to take a character that no one cared about that much in the comics and make him a main character. And he wrote right. this really awesome, like Iron Man's amazing. The first Iron right. Man is amazing. That's great. And, you know, John Favreau's doing the same thing with Star Wars now. You know what right. I mean? He's like going in, but there's like two different kinds of movies that get made across the board. It's movies that get made because somebody is actually interested in the story and the character and they want to write something cool and they want people to be like, whoa, that that was awesome or interesting or whatever. And then there's movies that get made where a studio is like, well, we got to make this movie. Just hire somebody to make it like we, we got to keep running. We got to put the movie out. We got to make the money. Just do it. There's not a whole lot of, you know, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. There's like 50 different writers writing this movie. Nobody really cares. They're just like, yeah, that sounds good. That fits in what we've done. Hire somebody to film this and then just put it out there. Right. And there's a lot of MCU movies that are like that. There's a right. lot of MCU movies that are like Iron Man, but then there's a lot that are just like, they're just money-making space fillers. And uh, Ant-Man is kind of uh, the worst of that. Yeah. Cause it's going to make a lot of money. And, and it felt like they were like, we have to get this out to roll into that next chapter to make sure season two of Loki makes sense. Right. Um, to me, they introduced a lot of really interesting concepts in, in season one of Loki. And it felt like this movie was more of the, uh, I don't know, the dumbed down version of some of those concepts. Like, I, I think the audience is pretty smart. Why is the movie talking like we don't need the amount of exposition right that that is happening in this movie where they're like, hey, let's stop and explain to the dumb audience that paid $15 to watch this. Uh, what's going on here? Like, listen, if you're at the third Ant-Man movie and the MCU started at 2008 and it's 2023, let's assume the audience is on the up and up. Right. And right. I, I, I think that it's the, the 30, it's like the 31st movie. Right. right. Like, think about, just think about yeah. that. Think about that. 30 plus movies. There's all these shows we've seen in the last two years. We got WandaVision, which was again, kind of a, a high concept show that didn't talk down to the audience. Right. And I really enjoyed that show and I really enjoyed Loki and I really liked Falcon winter soldier and, and all sorts of stuff. But this felt more like very popcorn. Like you're, you're kind of not, uh, you, you're, you're, you didn't really raise the stakes nope. of, of the MCU. You just basically reaffirmed. They that. told us, yeah, they didn't tell us, there was like you just said, they didn't tell us anything new in this that Loki didn't tell us. There's a bunch of Kangs. That's what we got. We know yeah. that already. We yeah. already know that. That I thought this, I thought Kang was gonna show up in this and be like, whoa, this is the fucking badass Kang that we're worried about. And it's like, oh no, you just ended the fucking after credit scene. I'm spoiling this. I don't care. Oh, by the way, yeah, we're spoiling this movie. Um, the, <laughs> the after credit scene is just to say. Hey, there's a lot more Kangs out there. Okay. We, well, the multiverse exists. There's a lot more of everybody out there. I don't care. I've seen two Kangs die really easily. How many more do I got to watch? I mean, this movie also like spent a lot of time telling us that, um, Scott Lang used to work at Baskin Robbins. Like we know. Yeah. Jake, that you mentioned is. that <laughs> the end of the movie, it ends on a cake joke. 
like a bad cake joke. Yeah, it's like yeah. not funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's up with that? Like what what why is Abby, you're a storyteller. I think so. Where do you think well, I guess we never really answered it. Where are you on the MCU going into this movie? Because I think that also can determine people's... You I know, have super low expectations. Okay, I think you I did. Going into it. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Um, So it sounds like it met your expectations. <laughs> yeah, I'm super lukewarm on the whole thing, to be honest. Like, it didn't fire up my engines to, to where, like, I had an investment in Modoc like you did, Jake. Like I, I didn't feel like they wronged me in this way, or I really just didn't have that high of expectations. Um, and it, it was so mid-level that I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get like a strong reaction out about it, but it just was such a meh thing yeah. that happened amidst a bunch of other boring right. movies. And- right. Yeah. What was the last MCU movie before this one? I can't even remember. Wakanda <laughs> forever. No. Oh was- yeah. Black Panther. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was Black yeah. Panther. Yeah, yeah. That and was also before that, and before that was multitudes of madness, right? Multiverse mul- of madness. Mul- yeah, <laughs> multitudes <laughs> of madness. I like multitudes. Multitudes of madness. That's what we should I call them. Multitudes of madness. But I think, like, I mean, there has been like I liked, yeah, I liked Doctor Strange, and I liked uh, No Way Home a lot, and I liked Werewolf by Night. This is not like, oh a, yeah, that was that was fun, and the Guardians Holiday Special was fun. Yeah, yeah there's been definite bright spots. So, Abby, how do you feel when people compared? There's been multiple people I've talked to who have directly compared this movie to Guardians of the Galaxy. Good. No. React. <laughs> There's one distinct difference between this movie and Guardians of the Galaxy. First off, here's what it is. Everyone in this movie is related by by blood, their family. Guardians of the Galaxy, those are a bunch of misfits and friends who were brought together by an experience and tolerated each other until they like actually became close friends and loved each other, which is really a special story about how friends are the best and like that that's why i loved guardians um but this movie is literally like a, a mother a father <clears throat> a son and then this his daughter it's like a it's like a lineage thing which i was right. just not connecting with right it's a it's a mother who spent 30 years in the quantum realm and didn't tell michael douglas that she had sex with bill murray yeah and when yeah. he found out he was like oh what am i gonna do uh- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, these ants over here yeah, are just know, building like, a whole okay, thing. These- check out these ants. <laughs> what the fuck was Douglas? Is like, well, I don't have my wife anymore, but check out the yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at these ants are building a society over here. Can you believe it? What like, a weird scene that was. Like, it's just right in the last act of the movie or whatever. Maybe it was halfway through, and it's just more. You think you're over the exposition. You get through the first thirty minutes, which is like nothing but exposition. You think you're out of it. And then Michael Douglas shows up to be like, well, you know what? These ants are really smart and they're so smart that they were able to build this thing. And now they can talk to each other. And they, and it's like, who cares? I don't. Okay. Smart ants. What, what does that got to do with anything? What are we doing? <laughs> uh, it's like they had to remind you that you were it's watching Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah. Like we, we know we get it. <laughs> These ants are tiny. Hey, also, you know, those little things that they throw at things to make bigger or smaller. Yeah. Particle. There's 15 close-up shots of those in this movie. It's like they keep pulling them out to throw them at stuff, and it's like they got to show you that that's what's about to happen. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, (laughs) uh, Jake, we touched on Modoc. Just insert another one Um, of those shots. Just that. Well, uh oh, what's happening? We good? A little internet blip? I think we're good. What happened? Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Okay. I think we're good. All good. Uh, we touched on Modoc a little bit. Sorry, everybody. Um, 
this was bad, right? Like they, they, it was, real bad. it was so bad that when they introduced who it was, they had to do flashbacks to the first Ant Man movie because they were 100% sure nobody fucking remembers this guy. <laughs> right? Yeah. So then don't right. use him if you have to do those kind of flashbacks. That felt like that takes you out. Hated that. I mean, my thing is, is if you're gonna get Bill Murray in your movie, why not make him Modoc? Like, doesn't that make the most sense? Yeah, that would have been awesome. I yeah. my my issue is not I. It's not that I hated that it was Darren Cross who became Modoc because that is somebody becomes Modoc. That's what happens, right? Right. Sure. 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 But what's annoying is like Modoc's. Why is he just like a henchman? His motivation doesn't really make sense in this movie. He doesn't seem to have the same, uh, you know, it's a different backstory. So his powers are different. And I'm like, what is MODOK doing in this? Why, why is he? I was really excited that they were going to use MODOK. But from the start, I was like, why is MODOK in this? And, right, uh, right. And, and, and sure, MODOK is silly looking. But that's part of his thing. Like, he looks weird. He's kind of grotesque. It's not... Modoc is not just a human big face in this body. Right. The face is weird and distorted and creature like. And um, it would have been really cool to have Modoc look kind of silly, but be terrifying and be like, you know, just like a scary little, like an actual, to make him actually uh, menacing and right. not just, and not just a random X character. Who's like he won't talk? He won't talk to you unless you call him Modok. You know. What I mean? I first like, of what? all, first of all, if you're gonna take an ex Ant Man villain and make him Modok, make him Walton Goggins because that's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, you just want to see Walton Goggins more if, of him. Yeah, yeah. just imagine. Remember this guy. Go with somebody who's going to be memorable. <laughs> go with, remember what if Walton Goggins was Modok? He's like. Oh, look at you, little Ant Man, trying to come down here to the quantum realm. Like, I don't know, just being all like, <laughs> no, like, yeah, yeah. No, no. I just went like, I don't know, man. Modok is one of those characters that, like, growing up watching, you know, Marvel cartoons and and collecting the cards and reading the comics, Modok is always one of those ones that I gravitated toward because he's so weird looking, but he was still such a you know, a menacing foe for whoever he was facing. So whenever it was like, well, they're going to put Modoc in a live action film. It was like, this is going to be insane. And See, then I it's like, it was just kind of a letdown. It was like, Oh, all right. They just yeah. killed him off. He doesn't do anything. Remember the first time. Um, so I think one of the things with the MCU is they're really bad about this. Like Modoc, Yeah. It's a weird. It, it's, it's an out there kind of uh, concept. Why not debut him in the real world? Like that may, that gives it more impact, right? Like remember the first time in what was it in the, 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 the Infinity War or Endgame? I can't remember which one. I guess it would have been uh Endgame where Rocket comes. The first time Rocket interacts with Tony Stark and yeah. you're just like, look at how insane this is. Like, we <laughs> have come to accept Rocket Raccoon, but we are now seeing this through the perspective of Tony Stark who's going, I'm talking to a fucking raccoon right now. Right. And I, and I think when you have the the big, weird, fantastical stuff only happen in, like, the, the quantum realm, and you don't, you know, it loses its impact. To me, it loses some of its uh, appeal of, like, 
because it's just Paul Rudd going, well, that's weird. But it's just like everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's aliens. You're drinking ooze. Like everything around you is weird. So it's not. Right. It's, it's a lot less weird than it would have been. Um. So, anyways, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I do want to talk about Bill Murray because, um, I, I want to talk about the cast in general. So, Bill, 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 Bill. Where do you even start with this, Abigail? <laughs> what, what do you? Yeah, I mean, he did the the. Honestly, I feel like it would have been easier for him to do Modoc because it's like just a face and he doesn't have to like show up on set or whatever. Right. But with this, it was like a breeze in, get the paycheck, get out of there, um, flirt a little bit with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and just he's such a talented treasure that it's it feels like you're robbing the audience to just make him a throwaway character. Um, I was. I wasn't exactly like tickled or excited about his his uh, cameo this movie, and it w- I didn't like that it was just like a very short moment of him kind of being like a Lando Calrissian sort of like, "Hey, I've hooked up with your wife before." Right, and then but it would have been cooler if it was Lando because like like if if there was a Bill Murray face turn and like in the end he's helping people, but he just fucking dies like almost immediately. Yeah, it's the same as Answer the Call, which is also probably the most unsatisfying Bill Murray cameo ever. I wanted him to be more like Ernie McCracken from Kingpin, like walk in and see Michelle Pfeiffer and be like, boy, we had some good times down here, didn't we? I guess that is kind of what he did, but it was just like. Yeah, but there's there's two different Bill Murrays that exist in the world, and there's the Bill Murray from that movie and most of his movies where he's where he you can tell he cares about the film he's in uh, and he's acting. And then there's. Like the cameo, I don't give a fuck, Bill Murray, which is like Abby said, the answer the call, Bill Murray, and this Bill Murray, where he just like you can tell, even the way he's speaking is very like it's the it's exactly the same as answer the call. He doesn't care, he knows he's out of here in three hours, (laughs) and he's pointless to the story. I, I don't, I don't know what was up with it. Yeah, it's like he, uh, it's almost like he was hired to do a cameo type deal. It's like, <laughs> like an hello, Marvel fans. <laughs> I'm Bill Murray. Heard you're having a birthday. <laughs> Thank you for turning my volume up. I can actually hear myself now. I wasn't able to the entire beginning of the show. I wish you would have said something. Somebody well, said, I tried to. Somebody in the chat said your volume was low, so hopefully it hasn't been too bad for everybody. So, um, anyways, I, uh, again, this is correct. Drifter comic says Zombieland cameo from Bill Murray. Pretty good. I think that's like a top yeah, because, notch cameo because he's good friends with, uh, um, what's his name from Zombieland and Woody, Harrelson. In Woody Harrelson. And he was having fun doing that. He doesn't know what any of this, he doesn't know or care what Ant-Man is. You know what I mean? He doesn't, no. he doesn't know what he's saying in he this doesn't. movie. He's just like, whatever. So I think, so he comes in as Lord Krylar and, the dialogue like they're doing this thing with like well you know he's a bad he's bad he's bad guy and they're like we know you're talking you who are they talking we know you're talking about Kang. <laughs> like we know stop it yeah and it made it feel so stiff like no one would okay if you listen if you were if you were in a society i didn't want to say that but if we lived in a society <laughs> And there was an all-powerful, oppressive ruler, and some new people came in. You wouldn't be like, he's watching us. You'd be like, hey, that fucking guy over there who's a fucking asshole 
is bad and we need to be or careful. you would or you would seem like you're actually scared of him like right. why is right. bill murray so playfully like he's gonna kill us all I'm like yeah what i don't know so another yeah. thing so this is one thing i wanted to address and i've been i can't wait to do this because i've been thinking about this a lot so when the movie was um being uh cast there's like all these rumors and shit all, all the normal stuff right and uh, can you guys see uh, this image, the new one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, this character in the movie uh, plays kind of a, I don't know, kind of a cool character. Uh, I'm getting the actor's name here. And what what is the purpose of this character? He, he kind of <laughs> is a, a like a translator. He's like a he's uh, he's no he's. He's a psychic. His, his point is exposition. His point is to literally say what a character is thinking. Like, right. What's the point of that? Yeah. So this actually. It's just name, to tell the audience things. So his name's William Jackson Harper, right? And Midsummer. Right. Dude, there you go. Thank he's you. a Midsummer. Okay. He's a good actor. He's, he's awesome. Much, he's yeah. an awesome actor. Mm-hmm. And he's given really shit dialogue. But during the production of this movie, like they were, there was all these. This is why I want to make a little PSA to the internet: stop reading news and rumors about movies because you're gonna be disappointed a thousand percent of the time. So, a couple months ago, they were like, "It's he's uh, William Jackson Harper. He's in this movie. It's a secret role. They're keeping it under wraps." And everybody's like, "Johnny Storm, we got our job." And then it starts taking off. Well, there's rumors that Fantastic Four is gonna be an Ant Man. Johnny Storm's gonna be in it. You oh yeah, it's gonna be great. And then and then you start thinking that. And then I'm oh man, Ant Man's gonna be huge. Can you believe it? they're gonna debut the yeah, Fantastic Four? Yeah, believe in our own hype. Yeah, and then you get in there and you're like, oh, it's just some fucking guy who's like who doesn't a- matter, who does literally does nothing in this movie but tell you the things that they, that the filmmakers think you're too stupid to learn yourself. That's <laughs> yeah. what he's here for. He's here to say you're supposed to think this. Right? Yeah. That's all he's in here for. Yeah. yeah. The character, the guide character in the video game. That's like, which, which sucks. Cause this dude's, which sucks because also just like Bill Murray, this dude is like a young up and coming actor who I've been <laughs> seeing in a lot of stuff. Sorry. You just said, just like Bill Murray. This, this <laughs> guy's well, a young up and coming actor. Well, you didn't let me finish. I, I, I didn't, I don't mean that Bill Murray is a young up and coming actor, but I, I mean, this guy is a good actor like Bill Murray that they have just wasted a role on when they could have given this guy like an actual MCU role. Now I don't, I don't watch the good place. I know it was a popular show. Um, but, uh, Dave's dimension says he's from the good place, a waste of this actor in this movie. I felt bad for him. Yeah. I mean, what a bummer. Yeah. His acting and like eye contact when I was watching him on screen, I was like, he seems more engaged literally than like anyone else in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, he might even know that it's bad. <laughs> right. I'm happy that he's only in it so much. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's okay. So this is, this is a good, um, this is a good stopping point. This is a good exercise. Okay. And this is important in life when critiquing. I want to do a round table. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to say something they liked about Ant Man. I think okay. I think we have to have balance. I really do. Abigail, do you want to start us off? Something you liked about Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, the worst name of all time. You're on the clock. <laughs> I liked. I I told, I want to say the holes joke was kind of funny when it paid off when the little gelatin guy got holes in him. Right. 
that was but it also felt like it was trying so hard to to be that moment um i honestly i laughed at the cake joke at the end of the movie you can you can hate me jacob but i don't i don't hate you i just think it was a bad yeah i guess i like i enjoy those like cake failures on on the internet so i thought it was kind of funny you'll never believe the cake they gave (laughs) ant-man yeah but that's literally that's kind of speaks for the whole thing if if i'm trying to single out things that i liked um I thought Paul Rudd was good in this movie. He's always good. Paul Rudd was good in the movie, uh, and he was funny. Um, but also, I think Paul Rudd's also a good actor, and you see a lot more range in him in Endgame. And this is where I always, when I have these conversations about the MCU, the thing I always ask people is like, okay, we're going to talk about this movie, right? You've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. You've seen The Winter Soldier. You've seen Infinity War and Endgame. Like, you've seen Iron Man. Like, we know what the top tier of the MCU looks like. So when you say, oh, Quantumania was amazing, I'm like, what what do you actually... To me, you can't even judge it as a standalone because it's the 30th movie in a franchise and the third in the sub-franchise. So, like, you have to compare it. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah all of these movies all of these movies are compared to the other movies. None of none of them whether they're a standalone or not. Like you just said there's 31 movies, they're all connected. They're all connected to each other. So right. All right, Jacob, you're on the clock. Yeah. Now. What what did you love about him? No, dude, I didn't love anything about this movie. I loved seeing Bill Murray's face. That is it. I don't <laughs> like what he was saying. Um <laughs> but it was nice to see Bill Murray uh other than that, dude, I mean, there was a moment. I told you this yesterday on the phone. There was one joke that I thought was pretty funny. And I remember laughing in the theater, but I cannot, I can't even remember what it was. Like the, the rest of the movie swallowed that happy thought out of my head. And I don't even remember the one joke that I was like, that was funny. Um, you know what was weird? There was a, there was a moment where, where Paul Rudd realizes that Hank read his book. And he goes, you read my book? And Hank Pym goes, every goddamn word. And I yeah. chuckled. And then I was like, why is that? that why is that funny? Fun- it wasn't even funny. Like, yeah, was that supposed to be? That? I read it and I, it wasn't enjoyable. It was a, <laughs> it was terrible for me. Like you should know that. Yeah. Like, I couldn't figure it out either. Oh, I don't know. Man. I, I, yeah. And, you know, the thing I asked you earlier, Abby, about the comparisons to, I think people compared to Guardians because of that. Oh, it's like a it's it's a fantastical version of Marvel, and there's like these the little guy that shouldn't be like you can it. Y- no you can you can compare it to Guardians on a very 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 surface level, family dynamic in space weird characters that that is the only thing nothing about the writing the feelings the acting nothing else is like Guardians it's mm-hmm. just the outer shell that once you break that away it's like oh this is nothing like guardians Mm -hmm. yeah you can use like the guardians color palette but like if you're if you don't have intention and someone who's like writing and orchestrating it's not going to be i don't want to throw anybody under the bus um people work really hard on these movies yeah the teams that put some of them do not the writers um (laughs) not peyton reed (laughs) um this movie looked 
I wasn't impressed. Not that I've like. It's hard to be impressed by VFX in twenty. Hold on, can I can I say something? I'm sorry. No, uh, in the I, chat, don't apologize. Uh, well, just because I'm cutting you off. In the chat, um, the gamers coop says Kang has fought so many Avengers, yet Ant Man had him on his toes. Two things here: has he fought so many Avengers? Because we haven't seen it. Right. We've heard him say it, uh, <laughs> right. but you show us that. Maybe show us that. Maybe maybe show us Kang like going through time and killing all the other. That sounds yeah. so much more interesting than him just saying, "Have I killed you before?" <laughs> cool. Well, because Ant Man does beat the fuck out of her. Like he does. Hey, win the battle. Imagine if the first ten minutes of this movie. Imagine if the opening of this movie was just what you said, Kang. Over the years, like you see him killing different versions of Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, you know, whoever, multiple versions of of Ant-Man, like make us feel like this, that he is the threat that you're fucking telling us that he is. Show us that. Yeah. Let us watch it. It's similar to the complaints sometimes about Darth Vader with like, we haven't, didn't get to see him be badass to like Rogue One or whatever. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's. I remember Dude, did you just that call lo- out George Lucas? Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but I think That's the funny. core of what I'm saying is, um, yeah, it sucks to be told things like hearing the sentence "I've killed so many Avengers." You, it makes my mind go, "Wait, wait, pause, hold this fucking movie," because wh- which ones, when? Because I'm an uninformed person, party that wants to like see some of this and understand it and believe it. I can't believe it if it's just like. Another like maybe unreliable source talking like I, you're just I need- telling. Yeah, they're just telling us what the stakes are and we're supposed to just buy into it other yeah. than them showing us what the stakes are. Yeah. Funny comment. Feeling the stakes. Drifter Comics says, so basically X-Men Origins Wolverine opening sequence. But Kang, listen, I am never going to be advocating for more X-Men Origins Wolverine. But no, don't show me anything like that <laughs> but, ever but, again. But. But by the way, I want to thank we. You know, we we did this kind of on a last minute whim, and there's a good amount of people here hanging out and watching. So we appreciate you being here. Make sure you hit that like button, help us with the engagement here on the YHS channel, and uh, leave a comment. Let us know how you're feeling in the chat about the future of the MCU. Let's um let's talk about the future of the MCU a little bit. So we know Guardians is next. This is James Gunn's. Final, uh, uh, probably final MCU movie. He's closing out the Guardians trilogy. There's a new trailer out. Abigail, walk me through where we are. I need you to tell me. Well, Abigail kind of couldn't see the trailer because I was crying because I was so moved by it and I'm so excited to see it. Maybe that's why, like, seeing Ant Man afterwards was like, sorry, keep going. Such a downer in comparison. Um, the Guardians uh, of the Galaxy Volume Three trailer has. There's reveals of like new creatures. Uh, Rocket has some sort of a new friend that's like looks like an otter. Um, just seeing those two on screen is, is emotionally moving for me to see that Rocket is going to form a f- friendship like that. That makes me concerned for his like character and if he's going to make it out of this movie. Knowing this is the third installment, I really love all of the Guardians. I would really hate to lose one. Um, Oh, but I, I think we're losing a couple. Yeah, but we look at fucking the sequel of Volume 2. It was like, oh, bye, Yondu, by the end of that, which was a, really a devastating end to the movie, but it was also poetic and had like an uplifting um, sentiment to it. Uh, it. It's a great trailer, knowing um, James Gunn's direction and just his, his closeness to the characters. 
um, that he's selecting the music that's playing, that he's written the lines, and it's not just either ad lib or first take on a joke. It's going to be something that legitimately makes him laugh, makes Sean Gunn laugh. Like, I am very excited. Um, and, and yeah, the trailer looks incredible. I was doing this and getting excited in the theater. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I, I, I love... I don't think I was quite as high on the trailer as you, but I also think that I love... The first Guardians is, to me, top-tier MCU. I, I, I think I like the second movie more than a lot of people. I, I, I kind of have it in my also top-tier. Um, and I do believe that James Gunn is not holding back on, on this. Uh, no, because he's going off and like saying, like, later, I'm going to go be... I'm going to go make Batman movies. Captain Batman. of the other team, right. <laughs> um, but, but I am... My hype for Guardians will be significantly higher than it was for Quantumania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we kind of had to get through this one. Everyone sort of slept on it, even the people making it. Not to say that they didn't, there wasn't a lot of effort and work, but it just kind of feels like they're like, oh, let's just get past this because we're moving we on. Just got to get to Loki 2. By the way, the post credit scene is just a scene from Loki 2. Uh, what the fuck is yeah. that about? Um, Jacob. Yeah. How how are you how so the 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 whole concept of this episode is what is going on with the MCU? How are we feeling about it going forward? Where are we with it? Yeah. Uh I don't think I I don't think I care about it too much anymore. Um I I I I'm I'm I'll continue to go see these movies, you know? Uh I I'm not like I'm not excited about Guardians. Uh that, that trailer didn't do anything for me except make me think I've seen this movie before because it looks exactly like the first one and the second one. And uh, I'm just like, you know, it's just like, what song can we put in here to make everybody feel? It's just like the same fucking shit, man. Um, I don't think the second guardians is great. It's got some stuff I really like in it. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the first one. I do think the first guardians is like upper tier Marvel. But I don't, I don't completely trust James Gunn like you guys do. Like, I, I, other than Guardians, like, is like the shitty made for DC. I hate it, you know. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I wish him luck going over to DC, and I'm, and I'm getting kind of excited for the whole like reboot over there. But um, going forward with Marvel, like, I still look forward to the X Men, and other than that. I just don't have it in me to get excited for any, there's 31 of them, man. And they're, they're not getting better. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, yeah. we hit a, we hit a peak a whole phase ago and not one film in, in phase four has stood up to, you know, a handful of the movies in phase one, two, and three, especially once you start getting to like infinity war and Endgame, And it's like, I don't know each one, my, my, my excitement goes down. I'm I'm gonna stick with them and watch them because I want I I like a lot of these characters. But dude, I don't. <laughs> TB I just don't care. So you're making some good points, and I think this is where the the number one point you made that I I think is really important to highlight is that we've probably we have to accept that we've probably seen the best that the MCU is going to be able to come up with because. Lightning in a bottle, circumstances, the way that it unfolded, the way the Russos came in and made Winter Soldier, and then they made Civil War, and then they signed the two-picture deal 
to do, you know, Infinity War and Endgame. Like, those are extremely talented filmmakers. You had all of the right ingredients happening, you know, and we were seeing these characters for the first time. It was, oh, we've the first time we've ever seen Captain Marvel, the first time we've ever seen Black Panther, and like now they're all gonna team up again. Like it's like it's like they created Coca-Cola. Yeah. And now and now we're looking at the Pepsi company trying to figure out what the ingredients to Coca-Cola are. Ooh. You know? Mm-hmm. Those are tough ingredients. Mm-hmm. I've been to the Coke factory. It's they keep it guarded. <laughs> <laughs> You can't get the. I tried to get in there. I couldn't. But yeah, this it does have the uh, those feelings of like a like when the Ninja Turtles started doing like the NBA characters and stuff like that. Just it's on its. You talking about the toys? Yes, toys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't specify. But yeah, um, it feels like this is just some muddled version. And I know people have used that word. Well, we're looking at look. We're looking at the outlook here for Mm -hmm. for Phase Five, right? So we know Guardians is coming up. As far as the shows go. Secret Invasion, there's a new trailer for it. It's just I'm having trouble caring a lot. Um, you know, I, I if I had to highlight things I'm mostly excited for besides Guardians going forward, um, I'm excited for the new Captain America movie because Captain America is like my favorite MCU character, and I think Anthony Mackie is is gonna kill it. And I, I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. I like the dynamic between uh, uh Falcon and Bucky, and I, I like all of that. Um I'm excited about Thunderbolts now that they've confirmed this week. Not only is Harrison Ford back, or not back, not as Harrison Ford in the MCU as uh, uh, fucking Thunderbolt. Well, Jake Ross. Ross. Yeah, Thunderbolt Ross. Ross. Um, but in when we meet him, he is now president of the United States, which is kind of cool. And if he... You know, if if the things happen in that movie that we think are going to happen, like I think there's cool things that could happen. Do you I'm think not- he's going to? I don't know how much you know about this character. I wonder if they're going to do this whole Hulk thing. That's what we're the the rumor is he's going to be the Red Hulk. They're going to do the Red Hulk. Yeah. Hmm. And I love Harrison Ford. But the thing in the in the comics when the Red Hulk shows up is that nobody knows it's Ross. It's like that is like the end of the series big reveal is that. Okay. Okay, the gotcha. Red Hulk is Ross. Right. And here's but I, was also 80 years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, that's the way he doesn't have to. Right. It ain't like he's going to do mocap for Hulk. He's just going <laughs> to say the, yeah. you know, they'll, in the comics, like it doesn't even look like Ross. It's just okay, a big gotcha. Hulk, you know, because gotcha, nobody gotcha. knows it's him. It's just a big Hulk. And they're like, where the fuck did this Red Hulk come from? Uh, we're going to go to the chat for some comments and questions. So let us know, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll do a little Q&A to wrap up. This is a funny one from Patrick. He says, Kang almost lost a fight to a, to a, uh, a man's daughter. He's <laughs> underwhelming at best. <laughs> to Ant-Man's daughter, I think he said. But it's funny to yeah. be like, just some man's daughter. Um, I'm excited for season two of Loki. I'm intrigued by, uh, you know, I thought Daredevil was really cool. In, in his comeback in She-Hulk. So it's not that I don't think the MCU is going to have good stuff. In fact, Fantastic Four and X-Men are, are going to be coming. And I think those will be very exciting <laughs> injections of, you know, I mean, and obviously, Dar- I'm, Jake, I, I know we might be differing on this one, but I am excited about Deadpool 3 with Hugh Jackman. Although, uh, I mean, still- I'm, I'm excited about Deadpool. Uh, I think those first two movies are great. And Deadpool 2 is the best X-Men movie we've ever gotten. It's yeah. it literally is like that's literally the X-Men. Oh, um, I should watch that tonight. But um 
the thing in that movie is just like, I think Hugh Jackman ended up being a great Wolverine, but Logan was Logan's a perfect movie. And it's mm-hmm. such a good send off of that character. I don't like them being like, Oh, just kidding. We're doing one more. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather move away from that version of, of Wolverine and, and just get a new Wolverine. Yeah. Like he's Hugh Jackman's getting old to be doing Wolverine. Right. And, and it also like, I don't know. It works against the new X. It's like, just give us the new X-Men. Why are we still hanging on to, I love Patrick Stewart, but we got to let him go. You know what I mean? We can't keep putting Patrick Stewart in these fucking MCU (laughs) movies. We just can't. I love him, but you have to get a new X-Men out here. You just got to do it. I mean, there's a rumor the other day that Ian McKellen is going to be very involved in in phase five of the, of the MCU. He's Uh, not. Um, (laughs) He's gonna no. I think he's gonna play Johnny Storm. I just hope. Um, I just hope when they. I hope when they finally get around to the Fantastic Four and the X Men, it's not one of these. All right, plug these movies into the database and and get them out there. I hope it's more like you know the Winter Soldier movies or the Russo Brothers movies or John Favreau, where they're like, what is a cool way we can bring you know oh, the X Men back into a real world? I want to see a real movie. I want to see like an X-Men movie, a comic book movie disguised as like a real, you're like, holy shit, this is a fucking movie. I don't want to go see Quantumania and it have a bunch of shitty X-Men in it. Yeah. I feel like it was made by like an, a Marvel AI movie. I mean, art. that's literally what it feels that's kinda, like. That's really what it feels I mean, like. They, they made fun of themselves saying that in She-Hulk. It they was literally, like, a, yeah. And like that is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It feels like a fucking robot is making all of these movies. Mm-hmm. I think that Fantastic Four, I hope Fantastic Four feels like a total standalone, like fairly unconnected to the the bigger events of the MCU. You know, for now, because it'll mean more when the connection happens, right? And mm-hmm. I just hope they have the um the patience to execute it that way, is what my hope is. Um so anyways, uh, so we loved Ant-Man. That's my <laughs> recap. Um, Abby, any other thoughts on this? I just think it's funny to think about like typing into the mu- the machine to like get some information about what the next Marvel movie should be. And it just says, Paul Rudd, daughter. Like, just include, make sure he's got a daughter in this movie. Make sure Paul Rudd's in it because he's really likable right now. Cool. Our data suggests that if you put Paul Rudd in there with his daughter, <laughs> you can literally do anything you want. That movie's going to make We don't money. have to think any further on this, folks. We're just going. It's done. <laughs> By the way, if, if every three minutes we can remind the audience that he used to work at Baskin-Robbins, we're going to get a major tax break. Uh, this world is magical and anything could happen. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Um, love you, love you, love you, Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah, love, love you, Catherine. Love you, Paul Rudd. And I do want to say this: Jonathan Majors. I do believe he's a great actor, and I do believe there is a portrayal of Kang that will that canon, you know, hopefully will be what we're looking for. But they really they kind of punked him out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did the whole like end of the movie Marvel? The villain's gone. Like, what are we? What are we doing here? Like, can we? I th- I literally thought the whole thing in this movie was that Ant Man was going to like lose, like I thought he was going to get the right. shit. I thought he was. Gonna I thought lose. so too. Yeah, I was hoping he was. Yeah, like I thought it was going to be like an end game. Like he loses and gets. You think he's dead, and then the family returns to like he's yeah. Stuck like he's in the that's quantum. what I thought was going to be like a like a just ending 
like an interesting one. He's oh, stuck there. Wait a minute. Before we wrap up, we haven't even touched on this. Um, I don't know how to say this. And we're an hour in. Get the hey, get this thing off. I'm tired oh, of looking stop, at this. Stop. Thing. Yeah, make us, thank make us God. Big. Make us big. Jesus. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um <laughs> Evangeline Lily sucks. <laughs> Man, Kate. I think her, she, I think she's got the best looking costume in this movie. Okay. I think she's got the best looking outfit. Um, I've never been a huge fan. I don't even when Lost was on, I was like, who is this? Who is this bad actor playing this character? <laughs> Never been a fan of, of uh, Kate. Wait, what's yeah. her real name? Her real name's Evangeline Lynn. Evangeline, I was like, oh, it's Kate. Kate Austin. Kate. It's Kate. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think she's great. Yeah. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think it's even like an acting thing because like I was she in an interview this week she said she can't watch her episodes of Lost especially the first couple seasons she's like oh well she's self aware then she says like I was a bad actress and it's like whatever I don't think I don't think she's <laughs> somebody I, tell her she's gotten better since then you do a pretty good Wasp you're, yeah. you're still going so yeah um I just I like, just want to say I loved her I was enamored of her in, in Lost but kind of in going back <laughs> realize that she's not great. Highly articulated. She grew up in my hometown based on some first-hand accounts. I can confirm. She sucks. She sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, like rigid, wooden, not relatable as as she a was human. one of the she was one of the first celebrities to be like anti-mask, anti-vax. So, anyways, um, I uh, I don't know. I just thought there's too many people in this movie, and I and it's like I I think Michelle Pfeiffer is a good actress, but Abby, you said the other day like you know Michelle Pfeiffer is better in a, in a, a tangible uh, doing like, something and not just saying something. I, I was good. Well, maybe a like, physical role, like a latex suit. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like She's great. I will say she's aged. Well, she's taking care of herself. No, she's awesome. Uh, in the movie. If, yeah. All these people look great They're This is, this is, I mean, it's fine, but her and, um, what's his like, name? Hank Pym, Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas and, and Paul Rudd. Like they're all, there's a lot of good actors in this movie, but it's just they don't have there's nothing the for them to to, well, to work with. Good actors they're, sticking they're... their hands into jelly goo to, <laughs> to direct the ship. All Listen, that. when like... you're when you're looking at the screen and you see in one frame Michelle Pfeiffer, Paul Rudd, Bill Murray, and Michael Douglas, and you're like bored, something is not something's not clicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I think that uh, you know, the movie's making a ton of movie money, movie money. That's what the kind of <laughs> not the real money, but it's making a lot of money. And there's going to be uh, I'm of a couple minds of this. There are people who are like, oh, you just take this stuff too seriously. I'm like, yeah, but I've seen Winter Soldier, so I have well, to. Well, it's not that. Well, that kind of attitude is the reason movies are shitty. That kind of like, oh, you're taking it too seriously. That kind of attitude is the reason. We get fucking bad movies because people don't care. They're just going to shell out their money and be spoon fed the same bullshit over and over. There's some really, really good Marvel movies out there. And this is not the worst one. I'm not saying that this is the worst, you know, Marvel film I've ever seen. It's just like the same crap and a long line of the same crap. Mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah, I don't know. I saw the Fablemans a couple months ago, and like that movie's 
fucking amazing. So it's like, it's, I know that's a different kind of movie, but it's weird when you watch a movie made by a filmmaker who cares about every single shot, every single aspect. He cares about how many times the, 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 the camera cuts from one scene to another, the way the camera moves. And then Marvel in a movie like this, it's just like, do it. <laughs> hey, go. I think the only thing that would have made the Fablemans better is if it, they were like the Incredibles and you find that they're all superheroes. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so guys, before we wrap up, uh, we want to say if this is your first time watching, welcome to the channel. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure if you were listening on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you subscribe. Head to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Let's go to some Q&A. Abigail, I'm going to put it on you. What do we got here? Drifter comment question, and I think we should all answer this, not just Jacob. What is the worst Marvel movie you've ever seen? All right. Now, just MCU or Marvel in general? Because those M- are two- We'll keep it MCU. Keep, because- it, keep it MCU. Keep it yeah. MCU. Otherwise, people are going to start bringing up Jessica Alba. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go first, Jake? Sure. Um, I, it, it would probably be like a four-way tie for me, but I, I, I think Captain Marvel was really bad. Um, Eternals was really, really bad. I put Iron Man 3 down there. Uh I did not like Black, the first Black Panther. I, I, I think all of those kind of live in this movie. They all kind of live in a bubble at the bottom of, of the list. Bottom bubble. Um, I, I also realize saying that I didn't like Black Panther is a, probably a controversial. A lot of people really, really liked Black Panther. I enjoyed the second one better, but I didn't think it was great either. No, I mean, I think like, I mean, listen, these are fucking comic book movies. Like, mm-hmm. again, we take it seriously, but like our opinions are our opinions. Like there's going to be people who have like staunch disagreements with what we say and they're wrong and that's fine. Okay. Um, I actually made my rankings yesterday. I was anticipating this. Uh, I can read my of all of them of all 30. Yeah. Wow. 30, I... What is it? 31. But, but a lot of it is like, once you get to the middle, it's just kind of like, it's all like, I don't Should know. I say my rock bottom real quick before you do that. Yeah. Eternals. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eternals. Like I, I could probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't have Incredible Hulk on my list because I only saw it one time and it was that movie's good. That movie years is ago. good. I gotta rewatch Ed Norton's Incredible Hulk. Okay. I watched it recently. It was pretty good. Um, I've got my bottom five as Eternals, Thor the Dark World, uh Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which was the the newer one. The second one, yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, yeah. I only put Ant-Man 2 in there because literally I just, if I have no recollection of it, it yeah. probably means I hate it. So, um, I agree with all of those. But I, I like the first Black Panther. I think that we, we talk the second Black Panther, I think there's a good movie in there, but they, they just try to do too much. There's yeah. too much going on. Um, it, but it's crazy because like Chadwick Boseman in Infinity War like literally gets me so great. fucking pumped, and I just like black oh. dude. Black Panther in Civil War is awesome. He's so awesome. good in get there. Get this man his shield. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Get this man his shield, and we should get him his shield. Um, Abigail, mm-hmm. anything else? No, I mean I don't love having a rock bottom, but when you have thirty-one movies, like you're gonna them. have yeah some that are misses uh, or whiffers. For for context, my top five are Endgame, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Infinity War, and the first Captain America. Um, okay, and I'd say Guardians Volume One, Volume Two, Ragnarok, Endgame. Um, 
I know those for sure. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of, very rarely is somebody like Thor the Dark World's the top tier of the MCU. It's like, yeah, get the, I think maybe like a Hal Clay would say something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Hal would be like, I don't like any of them. I I hated him. I haven't seen one of those movies. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay. Well, we have a couple more questions, Abby, if you want to address the chat, then we'll wrap it up. We appreciate you guys being here. This is fun. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. From Team All 86, which MCU villain fell short? This Modoc. one? Kang? Modoc? Yeah. Kang? Kang, Modoc. Uh, oh. I, can, I can tell you, um, I was disappointed with Ultron, and it's not because... I know a lot of people don't like Age of Ultron. I really like Age of Ultron. I love it, but I think Ultron should have been even scarier. He should have been even harder to beat. And the thing that makes me think he fell short is that one of the, one of my favorite things in the comics or the cartoons or whatever about Ultron is that he's impossible to, to get rid of. You you think he's gone. Maybe he's gone for a season or two and then he shows up, you know, he's able to, he has access to all technology. So you destroy his body. He goes somewhere else. And I always thought it would be really cool if like maybe a couple phases down the road, they brought Ultron back and he right. was like a fucking badass. but they won't do that now because they did that for the cartoon for what if. Right. right. And it was, and it was like, if you've watched all of what if Ultron ends up like with the infinity stones and he's amazing. And I'm like, that should have been a movie. They should have right. brought Ultron, back. I always wish they would have brought Ultron back. Mm-hmm. Good answer, I don't think they answer. will, but um, I mean, I think a lot of the MCU villains they serve the purpose to like be there, present a threat, and then die by the end of the movie. Um, I think the inter- I think the the what's happened with Loki for for starting off as just a straightforward heel, and then kind of being a tweener for so long, and now he's like, just like you're just rooting for him. Like it's been a very interesting uh, uh, path for for Loki. Um, but I mean, as far as the big bad, I mean Thanos is a the execution of Thanos was amazing in my opinion. And I think that it's going to be hard to try to do that again. I really yeah. do. That's why I think you need, you need like a hair, you need Galactus. You need something where it's like something huge, right? Like a, like a, like something very big. Well, you could do the same thing with, you know, they're, they're trying to, as soon as Thanos was over, you know, Loki started up on Kang immediately and it's like, we're already, you know, Loki was the first time you met Kang and learned anything about him. And now he's in a movie already. He's the main villain in this movie. Thanos was a like 10 year buildup. You know, they just threw him at the end of, you know, a couple scenes. He's like in guardians of the galaxy. Very, you know, shortly not yep. fighting anybody, just being menacing. Yeah. And you know, the, the wrath of like, you, you understand the, how much he can hurt because you see Nebula and Gamora and it's like, they're yeah. broken. Little. It's just, that's, that's what you have to do to build up a villain. You can't just, you can't just make him the main villain in the next movie and, and tell us that he's a, he's a big villain. It's like, well, he's the same as all the other villains. Yeah. Um, I will say that I, I've been thinking about this. I think the biggest letdown as far as uh, potential would be uh, Christian Bale in um, uh, the last Thor. Thor. The yeah. last Thor. Yeah, I think. Um, mm, yeah. Oh, you mean like, you mean like 
they maybe a character named the God Killer. They should have showed us him kill just one god. Right. I mean, I thought, I thought Christian Bale's gore was like really. I thought he was good, but like by the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, they're just doing the Marvel thing. He's just go like, what would be? I don't know. It's a whole other discussion. But anyways, Abby, was there any more questions or? Um, I think that might be it. There's a couple people asking like, you know, about MCU rank. Like it's hard. Like. I, I want to just judge a movie by a movie. I think that I think that this movie could have been a lot better. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Um. All right. There we go. We did it. We did it. Yeah. Abigail, final thoughts? Uh, moving forward, I have things that I am looking forward to. The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 for sure has a ton of momentum for me because that was the movie that moved me towards wanting to talk about movies and write about movies and... Uh, podcasts and all that shit so it's it's definitely like it got a, a deep tie within for me so i will see that through um i look forward to what james gunn will be doing with dc honestly and i i might need to take a little bit of a break from marvel emotionally well i mean dc i mean listen the i think inevitable we, we know dceu has been a friggin' mess for a long time but i think inevitably there was gonna be a little bit of a of a sway. This is just how these things work, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the from 2000, like when the Dark Knight movies were huge, like Marvel didn't have much going on until Iron Man started, right? It's not like people were like, man, Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer was pretty good. Like nobody said that. Those words <laughs> never did come out of anybody's mouth. Like nobody was until a year ago, nobody was like, I like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. But like, you know, again, the tides turn. God, yeah, absolutely. Be- yeah. <laughs> Time heals all wounds. Um, so I think with with the Flash coming up and with with the the reboot of the DC, we could you know I mean it's still up to to DC and Warner Brothers to put out quality movies, but we'll uh, you know James Mangold who did Logan and is doing Indiana Jones is rumored to be doing a Swamp Thing. So there you that'd go. be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Jacob, I'll throw you for the final thought, <clears throat> man. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel conflicted about all these movies. I'm I'm gonna keep seeing them. You know, I I, I want them to be good. I want them to get better. It's just a bummer to see them not do that. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I can't say that I, I have like huge hopes that they're going to turn it back around and be super amazing again, but maybe it takes them. Maybe it takes a, a, a string of movies getting like really awful reviews for them to be like, okay, we, we okay, let's sit down and rethink our, uh, I don't know whoever is in control of writing these things, right. and well, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm, a, I, I still want to see what's going to happen with the X Men. I'll be here for that. So yeah. we'll see. Stick I'll say this: Rogue. I, I, I have had Marvel MCU movies emotionally bring me to the to 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 tears right i've i've cried really hard at marvel movies i've laughed very hard i've been moved by what i've seen on screen and to me this movie comes off as just kind of hollow right it it, it tries to do some of that but it just doesn't just doesn't feel it and i get it there's some people who just there are people who are like you would cry at a marvel movie like there are people who just don't look at this stuff as like it's just comic book popcorn bullshit Have you seen but the cheeseburger scene of, of, of what? in endgame that i'm just saying like that to make you cry like oh my god don't you just brought up the end i was cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah <laughs> yes seeing tony stark 
have a heart and going to his funeral fucking sucked. But how good did they all look in those suits? Oh my God. Just good looking people. Um, <laughs> well, listen, we have a lot to celebrate in the world of movies, TV, toys, and collectibles. So thank you for joining. Yes. Have some podcast for another episode. We're going to do some more of these live streams. I don't know. We'll have to figure out some sort of schedule to make sure we give people more than like two hours notice, but we're glad you're sure. here. And uh, we'll see you next time. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you follow us on all of our platforms and social media. For Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg saying, if you haven't seen Ant-Man Quantumania yet, it'll be on Disney Plus in a couple weeks. It's okay. (laughs) Just putting it out there. Um, All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye, y'all. Yes, have some.